Opinions expressed herein are subject to change and not necessarily the opinion of the firm. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. The information presented herein is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide personal investment advice. It is important that you consider your tolerance for risk and investment goals when making investment decisions. Investing in securities does involve risk and the potential of losing money. The material does not constitute research, investment advice, or trade recommendations. And now introducing Mr. Keith Lanton. Good morning, it's Keith. Hope everyone had a uh, relaxing three-day weekend. Uh, Martin Luther King Day yesterday. Going to talk a little bit about some of his uh, wisdom uh, this morning. Uh, today is January 19th, uh, which is about halfway through first month of uh, the new year, and uh, already lots uh, lots to talk about in the uh, financial markets, uh, influences uh, in the uh, political market, uh, possible changes that would affect the financial markets through the political system with potential changes to uh, tax code, changes to uh, state uh, taxation. Uh, so in the financial world, lots of uh, changes taking place, and of course, all this taking place in the middle of a pandemic. And that also influencing uh, everybody's uh, everybody's life, both uh, their personal lives and their uh, financial lives. So today, going to talk about uh, some thoughts from uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Going to talk about the uh, news this morning, which there is a uh, good amount of. Uh, then I'm going to talk about uh, Barrons. They had their uh, roundtable with uh, some market uh, professionals and give their insights as well as a few different stock ideas. Then turn things over to Brad Harris to get uh, some further insights on the uh, fixed income markets and other thoughts that Brad has. So this week, uh, which uh, which marks uh, the uh, transition of power here in the United States, uh, tomorrow uh, President-elect uh, Biden uh, will be sworn in as president and uh, will be possibly uh, instituting some uh, executive uh, orders that could have immediate uh impact. Uh, in the interim uh, today, uh, it's widely expected that uh, President uh, Trump uh, will be uh, issuing uh, some pardons and uh, eyes will be focused on uh, whom he pardons if, uh, if he in fact exercises his uh, presidential uh, power to pardon. Uh, so yesterday, financial markets were closed uh, in observance of Martin Luther King Day. So some, some insights uh, from him that uh, perhaps uh, resonate even uh, more than in other years as, uh, as the United States, uh, is, uh, in the midst of, uh, some great, uh, divisions, some different philosophical differences, and, uh, some of, uh, Dr. King's thoughts, uh, were, uh, forged in a time when there were, uh, strong divisions in America, so, uh, perhaps some of his insights will help us today. Uh, some quotes from, uh, Dr. King. Lightning makes no sound until it strikes. Um, basically saying if you see something happening, don't wait for the negative ramifications. Don't wait for the lightning to strike. Uh, don't wait for that thunder to happen. When you see that bolt of light in the sky, something's going to be happening. Respond to it and act. Don't put it off. Don't wait. Uh, address the issue now uh, before it becomes uh, an even bigger problem. I'm talking about uh, education, getting a lot of attention here in the United States and uh, possibly uh, 
one of the issues with uh, the coronavirus is that uh, the differences between the haves and have-nots uh, being influenced by their ability to get access to education. Um, Dr. King saying the function of education is to teach one to think intensively and to think critically. Uh, in the age of the Internet, uh, that, that rings very true. Um, intelligence plus character, that is the goal of true education. Life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? Um, relevant today as it was then, um, you know, how valuable uh, you are to society and what, uh, what your role in society, very much influenced by, uh, by, by not only what you're doing for yourself, but what you're doing for the uh, greater good. Dr. King saying, people fail to get along because they fear each other. They fear each other because they don't know each other. They don't know each other because they have not communicated with each other. Um, emphasizing, again, the divide between uh, what could be construed as the left and the right in this country, uh, perhaps uh, mutual fear of the other side, um, perhaps resonating with, uh, with uh, the late 1960s uh, in this country, um, that uh, one of the uh, key elements of trust is sympathy. Trust is this cornerstone of being able to bridge the gap, being able to bridge the divide, and if we don't trust the other side, we don't know the other side, uh, it's very likely that we will not be able to uh, bridge the uh, differences. And finally, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. So from there, we pick up with uh, financial markets this morning, last week, uh, first week since uh, uh, Halloween, where the markets had a uh, drop of over 1%. And uh, this morning, we're picking up the pieces and seeing uh, futures uh, moving to the upside. S&P futures are trading about 28 points higher, 8 tenths of 1% above fair value, uh, beginning the abbreviated trading week uh, with a bounce back from last week's decline. Investors are buying the dip while digesting the second day of fourth quarter uh, bank earnings. Shares of Bank America and Goldman Sachs are trending in opposite directions following their results. Bank of America provided a mixed report, missing revenue estimates but beating earnings per share estimates, while Goldman uh, literally blew the doors off of both bottom and top line expectations. Uh, Goldman's trading about uh, seven to eight dollars higher, uh, about three oh eight this morning. Bank of America is down about fifty cents. Uh, Goldman earning uh, just over twelve dollars a share in earnings, uh, beating, uh, beating uh, the earnings expectations by just over $4 uh, per share. Uh, so some sh real strength from Goldman pretty much uh, across uh, their business line. Uh, Treasury Secretary nominee Janet Yellen is scheduled to speak at her confirmation hearing today at 10 a.m. She expected to say that the U.S. does not want a weak dollar, that it's time to act big, quote-unquote, on fiscal stimulus, uh, according to Bloomberg. Um, there are preliminary reports in Bloomberg as well that uh, the uh, GOP is opposed to President-elect's one point, President-elect Biden's 1.9 trillion dollar uh, stimulus plan. Longer-dated Treasuries remain under selling pressure uh, despite the threat of a stimulus package being slowed down. The 10-year yield is up three basis points to 112. The two-year yield is up one basis point to 14 basis points. The dollar down three tenths of one percent. And West Texas uh, intermediate crude futures are up about three tenths of one percent to fifty-two dollars and fifty-six cents uh, per barrel. Um, this morning, 
American Express in the news after being uh, upgraded, a double upgrade at J.P. Morgan from underweight and leapfrogging it all the way up to overweight. Stocks up about 2% this morning. Um, Lumentum, symbol L-I-T-E, is down about uh, 9% this morning after agreeing to acquire Coherent, symbol C-O-H-R, um, and a cash in stock transaction valued at $5.7 billion. Um, and that is a significant premium to Coherence uh, closing price, and the stock is up about 50 points or 35%. Uh, Lumentum also issued upside second quarter guidance. Uh, Logitech uh, also out with uh, guidance, uh, maker of uh, peripheral devices for computers, including uh, those very necessary uh, um, uh, cameras uh, to, uh, to communicate by, uh, by, by Zoom or Microsoft Teams. Um, as well as uh, as well as speakers, uh, microphones, uh, keyboards, and mice, um, and uh, Logitech uh, extending uh, extending uh, the gains that they've uh, experienced during the pandemic, um, as uh, the uh, need for their devices and demand for their devices continues throughout the pandemic. Uh, Western Union symbol WU is up over six percent after an agreement to offer Western Union money transfers at Walmart uh, this morning. Um, overseas uh, strength uh, in Asia, um, we're seeing the uh, Nikkei up 1.4%, the Hang Seng uh, in Hong Kong up 2.7%, China up 8 tenths of 1%, India up 1.7%, Korea up 26 Australia up 1.2%. Uh, most indices in uh, Europe are mixed. This is after some strength uh, yesterday when the U.S. was closed, um, so you have to look at it in a two-day context. Um, Europe this morning up uh, anywhere uh, between two and three tenths of one percent, uh, and we are seeing uh, France uh, relatively flat um, and uh, Spain um, to the downside in Europe. Some uh, some general news this morning uh, reported that uh, from the Washington Post um, and uh, also uh, I mentioned uh, Bloomberg. Uh, that Republicans are against President-elect Joe Biden's 1.9 stimulus package, which could slow down passage and require Democrats to remove certain parts that require 60 Senate votes to pass. Um, President-elect Joe Biden will issue executive orders um, on Wednesday tomorrow, including extending student loan pandemic benefits, issuing a mass mandate for federal property, and rejoining the Paris Climate Accord, according to the New York Times. Um, Reuters reporting that President-elect Joe Biden will cancel the Keystone Pipeline permit on Wednesday. Uh, there are reports out of Canada that they are uh, lobbying uh, to reinstate the Keystone Pipeline with some concessions um, for a uh, more environmentally friendly pipeline. Uh, we'll see if uh, if those concessions are met with, uh, with any uh, offer for further discussion. Uh, President-elect Joe Biden is preparing to rejoin the Iran nuclear deal, according to Fox News. Um, and according to Reuters, uh, the Treasury Department will be di- begin distributing $15 billion um, in support for airlines. Wall Street Journal reporting that the FAA is going to approve the first fully automated commercial uh, drone flights, um, and that's in the journal. Um, Bank America saying that they have uh, authorized the purchase of $2.9 billion in stock through the first quarter of this year, perhaps one of the reasons that stock uh, is not uh, declining more on the uh, earnings, which on the surface looked uh, mildly disappointing. In the uh, biotech space, uh, Biohaven, BHVN, down about 13% this morning after they gave an update on their Alzheimer's drug program. Uh, 
New York Times reporting that Peloton is experiencing delivery delays and uh, is starting to, for the first time, see some negative commentary from uh, customers who are frustrated waiting for their uh, equipment to arrive. Um, Governor Cuomo in New York wants Pfizer to sell vaccines directly uh, to New York State. Um, and uh, some analyst uh, comments uh, this morning, uh, really a, a tremendous amount of uh, commentary this morning on different stocks. I'll mention uh, mention a handful. Um, Facebook uh, upgraded to outperform um, from market perform at Bank of Montreal, BMO. They raised their target to 325. Cleveland Cliffs, symbol CLF, upgraded to outperform from neutral at BNP Paribas. Gilead, G-I-L-D, upgraded to overweight from equal weight at Morgan Stanley. They set a target of 83. Uh, NASDAQ, NDAQ, upgraded to buy from neutral at UBS and a target there of 164. Uh, downgrade, uh, Viacom, V-I-A-C, downgraded to underweight from overweight at Barclays, lowering their target there to $35 per share. Moving on to what we have to look forward to this week. Uh, today, um, we uh, have a number of earnings reports. I already mentioned uh, Bank America and Goldman Sachs. Um, also already reporting this morning was Halliburton, who uh, who beat earnings as well um, uh, for HAL, reporting a 60% rise in, uh, in, in earnings uh, at Halliburton on a rebound in, uh, in some energy prices. Uh, also reporting today is Charles Schwab, uh, Netflix, State Street, and Zions Bank Corp. Uh, tomorrow, of course, uh, President-elect Biden be sworn in as the 46th president at noon in Washington, D.C. Tomorrow, we have earnings from uh, Bank of New York Mellon, uh, Morgan Stanley, Procter & Gamble, United Airlines, United Health Group. Thursday, the ECB European Central Bank announces its monetary policy decision, uh, expected to uh, expected to keep uh, the currently negative 50 basis point rate for short-term funds in place, uh, not really expecting any policy changes from the ECB. Uh, Thursday, uh, we get some more bank earnings, Fifth Third Bank Corp, uh, Truist. Uh, we also uh, have earnings from Intel and IBM on Thursday. We get the new residential construction for December. And we also have the Bank of Japan announcing its monetary policy decision, expecting to keep short-term rates unchanged at negative 10 basis points. Uh, then on Friday, uh, we get some more earnings, and we also get existing home sales for December. Um, forecast is for 6.4 million homes sold. That's down from 6.7 million uh, the month before. Moving on to uh, Barron's. Um, Barron's uh, talked about uh, fear coming to the stock market, uh, basically uh, – in the uh, drop last week, uh, we saw the Nasdaq off one and a half, the S&P off one and a half percent as well. The Dow down just under one percent. Um, and uh, talking about uh, that, uh, the S&P's first drop uh, since, as I mentioned earlier, Halloween. And the article points out that the concerns last week weren't very different from the concerns right before the election, um, and those concerns had to do with uh, both the political implications. Um, Back then it was the election, now it's uh, President-elect Biden and the possibility that uh, the uh, incoming Democrats may want to increase uh, taxes, uh, spend uh, uh, a uh, lot of money with a uh, fiscal stimulus package that we uh, discussed, and concerns about the economy as uh, last week we saw uh, payroll numbers uh, weak, 
Um, and we also saw the continuing concerns about the rate of uh, infection for the coronavirus, um, even as uh, the vaccine rollout, uh, albeit with some uh, hiccups, uh, is uh, is gathering steam. Um, we also have uh, to look forward to this week, of course, uh, the inauguration of a uh, new president. Um, and one of the concerns last week was that small business confidence and Consumer inflation both uh, started to indicate that they may be going in the wrong direction. One uh, positive for the market, Barron's points out, and has the potential to be a game changer, is the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Unlike the Moderna and Pfizer offerings, Johnson & Johnson's uh, vaccine requires only one shot. If the data is good, and uh, right now uh, good is considered uh, 80% efficacy, um, and early trials suggest it will be. Sentiment uh, could shift uh, based on excitement about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Trading has moved away from the high-growth tech stocks um, to economically sensitive stocks. If you look at the FANGs plus Microsoft and what they've done since August, um, they have dropped on average by about 5% in that same time period. The S&P has gone up 8%. Just one of those FANGs with Microsoft uh, is up over that time period, the last few months, um, and that is uh, Alphabet, which is up about 6.6%. Um, and the article suggesting that uh, while big tech has taken a breather, uh, small tech and small biotech have not, and uh, they are concerned that those sectors uh, may be uh, susceptible to a even sharper and much more significant pullback. Barron's uh, talking about some contrarian indicators and some concern uh, bullish sentiment is depicted by cities. Panic euphoria gauge is nearly off the charts. It reflects a, It's reflected in the surge in bullish call option buying, which registered the second highest volume on record day on Thursday. Um, also, uh, also uh, moving significantly higher um, is the Russell 2000, um, which is being led by some casino stocks like Caesars, CZR, and Penn uh, Gaming. This is uh, being fueled by um, investors, uh, many of which uh, are young and uh, at home and armed with apps like Robinhood or other commission-free online brokers. Um, they aren't playing the lottery. They're not playing a dollar in a dream. Um, what they're doing is uh, they are playing with some of the dough that's been directly deposited into their account by Uncle Sam. Um, Barron's... Uh, um, pointing to one uh, institutional investor who relates how his 20-something son and his buddies are using their uh, stimulus money from Washington to speculate, not spend. Um, I can say I'm seeing that uh, with uh, with my uh, grown children uh, in about the same age group uh, suddenly taking a uh, much stronger interest in uh, stocks and uh, the mentality being much more of a... Uh, uh, sim similar to uh, to perhaps how they'd uh, participate in, uh, in 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 Sundays uh, betting on football than necessarily how you'd go about uh, traditionally um, investing in stocks. And we're not just talking about stocks; we're talking about options um, and Bitcoin as well. Barron suggesting that uh, perhaps uh, the biggest threat to the market uh, is uh, is not necessarily all this uh, speculation, although it may be a symptom of uh, some some great concern. Uh, the biggest threat to the market, uh, they suggest, is inflation. Um, inflation so far has been curved by flat or declining prices for goods, while cost for services has steadily risen. But now supply tightness is beginning to show up in goods markets, from DRAM chips to a broad range of commodities, from petroleum and metals to grains. 
And the concern is eventually that will feed into higher bond yields, which will take a toll on stocks. Um, high P.E. ratios have been rationalized by low interest rates. S&P right now is trading at about 23 times consensus estimates for 2021. But what happens if the multiple gets repriced to, you know, a still relatively, uh, still relatively steep 20 times earnings uh, from 23 times earnings, um, with a rise in the uh, 10-year Treasury rate uh, precipitating uh, that resetting of those P/E ratios? And the key question is, what would the 10-year Treasury have to be in order to set off a uh, revaluation within the equity market? Uh, some suggest one. 0.25, some suggest 1.5%, some are even suggesting 2%. So the magic question is, at what point will the equity market get concerned if the bond market yields uh, start uh, ticking up? Uh, perhaps Chairman Powell was uh, aware of this. Uh, he took pains last week to emphasize that the central bank won't stop its monthly $120 billion securities purchases anytime soon. Um, what that means is that uh, that even though inflation may be uh, stirring, um, that means that uh, that uh, you won't be able to deposit your funds uh, in the bank or in some short-term money market instruments and get any meaningful return on your money, um, which perhaps means that some of the some of the uh, some of the uh, speculation uh, may uh, may may have uh, more room to grow. Jeremy Grantham, who uh, who um, has uh, forecast a number of bubbles, some of which uh, have been uh, correct. Uh, many have been correct, but many have been very early. Um, some say that uh, he's sort of similar to Wolf Blitzer at CNN, um, saying bubbles are around the corner like uh, breaking news is taking place throughout the world. Um, but nevertheless, uh, he's pointing to a few indicators uh, of concern that uh, perhaps things are getting uh, closer to that manic stage. Um, he points to shares of penny stock company Zoe Medica, um, which recently multiplied in value after the veterinary medicine company received a key online video endorsement from Carol Baskin. You may ask who Carol Baskin is. Well, she's the CEO of uh, a big cat rescue uh, firm, and uh, she was uh, highlighted in the film Tiger King and now is giving uh, her opinions on financial markets and moving financial markets. Um, also, Lindsay Lohan recently put out a video predicting that Bitcoin will go to $100,000. Uh, Mr. Grantham also uh, points to uh, valuations in uh, the electrical vehicle market, specifically Tesla. Uh, Tesla right now is being valued at about $1.25 million per vehicle sold. Um, that compares to General Motors, which is valued at just under $10,000 uh, per vehicle sold. And then as uh, as uh, we have uh, observed, uh, the initial public offerings market, uh, last year we saw the most IPOs since 2000, and uh, half of those IPOs were um, for SPAC uh, companies, uh, special purpose acquisition companies, uh, which go public without actually having a business in hand at that time. Uh, Mr. Grantham points out that uh, bubbles always come with wonderful stories. There are lots of good stories now. Uh, they don't necessarily end with uh, some terrible burst of bad news. Uh, they end when things are pretty darn good, but not quite as good as yesterday. Um, silver lining here is, uh, despite uh, Mr. Grantham's uh, uh, concerns about the market, um, the uh, professionals that Barron's interviewed for their roundtable um, were, uh, while not uh, not not pounding the tables uh, on equities, they were certainly a lot more optimistic than Mr. Grantham. 
Um, in general, they are looking for a 5 to 10% rebound in stocks this year. I guess rebound's not the right word. They're looking for stocks to uh, continue moving up, and they expect 5 to 10% gains uh, in general with a few, uh, few more cautious. Um, they say, welcome to the Roaring Twenties, and this is the 2120s, not the, uh, or the 2020s, not the 1920s. Um, and uh, they point to many similarities between uh, the Roaring Twenties after uh, the world uh, had uh, vanquished uh, the pandemic of 1918, the flu that uh, spread throughout uh, the world, as well as uh, the end of World War I. Um, and they point out that uh, perhaps 100 years later, we may see uh, similar uh, excitement and exuberance uh, once uh, this pandemic is uh, is defeated and people go out and party and travel and uh, and do things uh, that they haven't been able to do in almost a year. But they do think that uh, while there'll be a party on Main Street, it won't necessarily spread to Wall Street, which has already had its uh, rocking celebration um, even as the uh, pandemic uh, went on uh, throughout, uh, throughout the world. Um, they do um, suggest that... Uh, that after the Roaring Twenties came the 1930s, uh, but uh, we're, we're, we're focused on the uh, the more immediate uh, term here, so we're not quite up to 2030. Abby Joseph Cohn pointing out that there are two factors that led to the U.S.'s uh, strength in the 20th century, and uh, she has some concerns on whether or not we will uh, be able to uh, uh, maintain our strength without these two factors. Um, one is our labor force um, and the growth in our labor force with the birth rate uh, remaining low in this country. Um, we are very reliant on immigration. Um, in the 20th century, we were a magnet for immigration. And just in the past decade, when immigration has been been lower than it has uh, throughout uh, much of the 20th century, uh, 42% of our labor force growth came from immigrants. Well-educated immigrants are heavily represented in our fast-growing sectors, such as IT and healthcare, and she expresses uh, concern that without uh, a more open immigration policy, um, our labor force uh, growth rate may stall and we may not be able to grow as fast as we previously had. And secondary, uh, second concern um, is the U.S.'s investment in research and development. The U.S. was number one in the world in R&D spending as a percentage of GDP. Now we are number eight uh, because the government is in spending as it used to in this category. Um, and she says, keep in mind that government funding basic research in computers, communications, and satellites in the 1950s and 60s was the strength, was the foundation for today's strength in IT and other digital fields. A couple of stocks mentioned in the uh, roundtable. Uh, one is uh, T-Mobile, symbol T-M-U-S, uh, mentioned by William Priest. The stock's trading at around 135. He calls it his favorite idea. He has a $225 target. Um, he expects earnings to ramp up significantly from 340 this year to 830 in 2023. Um, he believes that uh, T-Mobile is well positioned to capitalize on uh, 5G and the proliferation of 5G to the Internet of Things, and he feels that they are uniquely in a position uh, to leverage their strengths and views them as the leader uh, going forward here in the United States. Um, he also mentions Amgen, symbol AMGN, uh, trading around $240 a share, a biotech company um, with expertise in cancer and renal diseases, um, and his view is that uh, their expertise in biologics uh, gives them a leg up on their competition as many biologics are coming off patent and there are very few companies that can generically produce biologics. 
Um, he expects earnings to come in around seventeen seventy-five to eighteen dollars uh, per share. Sees upside to the stock to three fifty. The stock currently has a dividend yield of about three and a half percent. I'll mention one last one, um, and there are others in this article. Um, this is uh, from Meredith uh, from Merrill uh, Whitmer. Um, her her recommendation that I'm going to share with you is Viatris VTRS, um, selling for around uh, eighteen dollars a share. I believe it's a little lower than that this morning. Um, Viatris was formed last year by a merger of Mylan and Upjohn, which was Pfizer's off-patent branded drug business. Um, and uh, this company uh, currently has uh, uh, 40% of the 23 million people um, being treated for HIV are using one of their products. Um, she says that uh, because Mylan's management wasn't a favorite of investors, many investment firms aren't considering the stocks. She says while Mylan's management will have the chairman and president positions, Pfizer's executives are in the CEO and CFO spots, and she feels that will make investors comfortable over time. She expects Viatris to have adjusted earnings this year of $3.50 to $4 a share, pay a dividend equal to 25% of its trough after-tax free cash flow. Um, She is cautious going into an investor day on March 1st. Um, when she says it's possible that uh, the company will be extra cautious. Um, if that were to happen, she said that uh, she would add to her position, which uh, she has accumulated between 16 and $18 a share. She thinks that over the next 12 to 18 months that the company will pay a dividend of 75 to $0.80 cents a share, uh, delivering a yield over 4%. Um, I'm going to turn it over to Brad this morning. Morning, Keith. Good morning, everyone. Hope everyone had a nice long weekend. Um, the last uh, few months, uh, municipals did what they were supposed to do. Uh, they were very cheap relative to treasuries, uh, but uh, with these, with with the slow rise of uh, longer-term interest rates, they're they're not as cheap anymore. Uh, the given the limited supply at the moment of municipals, more comfort uh, that there will be uh, federal support for municipalities and most likely higher taxes. Uh, the relationship between municipals and treasuries has tightened significantly. Even though uh, the municipals are still cheap, relatively cheap to treasuries in historical terms, uh, the absolute rates of return are so low uh, that they're just not as appealing. They're not giving them away anymore uh, the way they were on a relative basis uh, a few weeks ago. So I'm, I'm just, uh, this is my job, this is my livelihood, but I, I want to be frank with everybody uh, as to what I'm thinking, and uh, if people feel differently about it, please let me know because uh, that's that's what we're all here for to discuss uh, our opinions. Uh, for the way that I would uh, buy municipal for a for for an investment, not for a trade, uh, I would definitely look at premium bonds. Uh, in particular, I'd be looking at certain housing bonds at a modest premium. Uh, one of the issues with housing bonds is that they can be called away at any time at par for prepayments. But with the possibility of uh, longer rates moving higher, uh, this may take away some of that prepayment risk. So just as a, for instance, this is, not, this is uh, a general example, not specific. If you were to buy a 3.5% coupon going around 20 years with a five-year call and you were able and you paid around 108 you got one and three quarter percent of the five-year call, and close to two and a half percent of maturity. Uh, this eight-point premium will amortize down very quickly to the five-year call at par, 
at which point your tax cost will actually now be 3.5% at par, and you'll have a 15-year bond. Uh, the bet is that you don't get called before the five-year call. So this would also be about a 50 base point pickup to similar structures of non-housing bonds uh, to both the call and maturity. So this is something that I'd happily discuss with anyone who has municipal money to put to work. I think it's an interesting way to, to play the market uh, for, for, for someone who's a buyer and holder of municipals, not a trader. Uh, and uh, that's all I have for today. That's everything I've got. Thank you for listening to Mr. Keith Lantern. This podcast is available on most platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Pandora. For more information, please visit our website at www.heraldlantern.com.